Hey, this is Wilson. No Jason this week, as always. What's up, Galvis? Uh, Wilson, another week, another episode, another topic of these uh, trash bags that we call women. <laughs> I know you got a quote uh, of the week, so let's let's go. Get into it. Right. So uh, the Manosphere quote of the week comes from uh, a fellow by the name of Tom Likas. Tom Likas, a, a legend of... Uh, Talk radio. Uh, he was uh, based here on the West Coast. The Tom Likas show. Yeah, you know Tom Likas, right, guys? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy was. Uh, it's crazy, man. He doesn't. He, you know, he was one of the. He kind of just fell off, right? Yeah, he he was. You know, he's you know the you know one of the great shock uh, shock jockers, shock jock radio hosts of all time. You know, in the Howard Stern uh, in that that uh, lane, and it's a lot of a lot of his content was you know centered around you know being a guy and. Kind of, you know, not liking all the BS that guys have to put up with when they have, you know, when they have a girlfriend or a wife or whatever. And, uh, you know, he, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was a, a, a father figure to a lot of men on the radio giving them advice. Back and in he, the day, uh, back in the day when men were men. That's right. And he never really got the, the, uh, the credit uh, that he deserved uh, as, a, as a red pill man. Like, like Patrice gets a lot of credit to all the other different guys today. Uh, but Tom Likas was, I mean, he was, I think he was back well, even before Patrice, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. he was He was doing his thing. And he, like I said, he hasn't gotten enough credit. Okay, but, what's uh, the quote? Right, so the, the manager quote of the week this week comes from Tom Likas. It's, 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 it was a dating advice that he gave to one of the, the callers. You know, the guys used to call him and he'd give them advice and stuff. And the quote is, whatever your instincts tell you to do, do the exact opposite. So, basically, what do you think? tell you to do do the exact opposite exactly and this is obviously in reference to dating a woman getting to know the not once you're dating it's or once you're already in an established relationship this is just in the early stages well he, he like he elaborated he said you know so basically what he meant is like you know if your instincts tell you to buy her flowers don't do it if your instincts tell you to open her car door don't do it if if your instincts tell you to to take a uh, your, your jacket and put it over a puddle for her so she can get a step in the car, don't do it. You know, because uh, you know a lot of guys um, we're raised to think uh, and we're taught by society that that's what women want. Women want a nice gentleman uh, who's gonna you know make those type of sacrifices and be a nice guy. And of and course, they, we, we know that do, that's not they, true. They do. <laughs> they do want that. As long as it ties into with what they want in a man, you can't just be the nice gentleman, sweet guy because that's not enough. Because she'll walk all over you, she'll just use you. But so me and Wilson, when we were trying to come up with a with a topic for today, we were talking like, and we look back at movies, shows, uh, music, whatever. It's always the woman that's the innocent victim and the guy is the one that messes up and the guy has to chase the girl at the end right mm-hmm. and so what we're led to believe and it's happened to me too i've i i got i got burned out when i was younger and i used to think that you want to be that shoulder to cry on mm-hmm. you want to be the, the nice guy and, and you want to give her flowers and give her all these compliments and all that mm-hmm. and women like that in the beginning very briefly and then after that you're boring you're a loser 
They need, they need, women want some type of toxic, toxicity in their life. <laughs> so when you, when you're that guy to, that when you're that shoulder to cry on, you ain't the dick that's going to be ridden. The next dude, she's just using you. Cause you know, the saying a, a shoulder to cry on is a dick to ride on. Mm-hmm. That's not true. That's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> if you're lucky, you may get the rebound sex, right? Mm-hmm. If you're lucky. Most times, you're just there to provide the shoulder. Once you've shown her that not all men are dirtbags and douchebags, then she can now look in other areas, in other directions. She doesn't need you anymore. Yeah, um, that's a lesson that all, this is, you know, all these lessons are lessons that men, uh, we all had to learn the hard way, you know? Yeah. I don't think there's any man who starts off like just treating women like dogs. Like I think we all start out thinking, okay, they want us to, you know, yes. bring them a rose and, you know, yes. ask them how their day went and all that stuff. Right, have- write them nice poems and tell <laughs> them how, like, tell them how beautiful they are, or yeah. like, and- you know. And don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong, like, like this is my thing since day one. Not all women are like this, but most of them are. So you gotta take, so you gotta play the numbers game. So, because most of them are like that, you just got to assume that all of them are like that. Right. Um, and and what was the saying is like, like I said, you know, you, you look at, you go back like from when you were in elementary, middle school, and high school, and all that lovey-dovey shit, it really didn't get you anywhere. No. It wasn't until you put your foot down and you started like not caring about these women is when I'm sure your fortunes turned around. Yeah. Um, it, you know, maybe that, that might work, you know, the whole, like the, the like you said, the lovey-dovey stuff, uh, that stuff might work at the very beginning um, of the relationship, you know, the very, very beginning, at the very beginning, you know, the buying flowers and candy and all that stuff. But that's only going to last for a brief period of time before she starts to go, this guy is a freaking loser. Like he's a he's a simp. He's a like he's a you know he's he's not a man. You know he he's weak for me. You know women don't respect weakness from uh, in men. Um, and God was made a great point about the uh, the, the the toxicity uh, that women that women want. And I saw a guy. I remember there was a guy on um, on Reddit who made a who explained something once. You know that women that a woman's ideal state. He was saying uh, it's not happiness. Um, a woman's ideal state is a range of emotions. You know, it's it's fear, it's excitement, it's joy, it's anger, it's sadness. That's a woman's ideal state. So a woman wants um. It's man. very it's very rare that a woman will just have one personality. They have mm-hmm. many personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, like it can be anger. Like they can literally like. You know, for example, if a woman works a nine to five job, right? Uh-huh. She can go all day being happy. And then at four fifty, her coworker says or does something and then it just changes her whole mood and then she'll come home and be miserable at home. Uh-huh. And then it's just they have two it's they're not stable, they don't have a stable uh personality. And that's why I never thought a woman would be good for a president because they're not stable. 
like what one one day they 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 grow up i mean they wake up and they're on their period and they want to mm-hmm. go bomb a country just because they woke up angry mm-hmm. you know that's what women are women are mercurial they're moody you know yeah their emotions are like a, you know like a like a turbulent sea you know at night that's just that's just going crazy you know so one day is always different from the next day you know and i think the biggest problem and let's just say for argument's sake let's just assume your wife or your girlfriend is not the toxic type she really does want a good guy who's going to treat her right okay mm-hmm. let's just assume for argument's sake mm-hmm. now here's the problem with that is that she's going to always expect you to do what she wants. Uh-huh. And the second you say no, and she's met with any type of resistance, that's it. You're done. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be an argument. And so that's part of the problem. My dad always says, sometimes you just say yes to the, to, to the wife just so she can shut the hell up. But sometimes you got to say no just so she knows that she's not always going to get her way. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but, yeah, that's, that's one of the base principles, uh, the base principle principles that anything you do for a woman, uh, more than three times is no longer a favor, it's an obligation. So, you know, once you do something a few times, she just expects you to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you, you kind of trap yourself when you just say yes and you just do something just to do it because now she always expects it, you know? And like Galvis said, if you say no, it's like yeah. you're breaking the, the, the contract that in her mind you've made with her that you yeah. just do whatever this certain For thing example, is. if she tells you to go somewhere annoying and because you want to be the good boyfriend and you want to be the nice boyfriend, that's fine every now and then. But mm-hmm. if, you're, if your yes rate is anything above 50%, the day you tell her no, she's going to throw it in your face and she won't think of all the times you said yes. Mm-hmm. Just think of the one time at that moment that you're saying no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an, an alternate. It's gonna quote. I have an alternate quote here that I I, I consider going with this one. Uh, I, I went with the time like it's quote, but you know the time like the time like it's quote. Uh, re, you know, re, refers mainly just to dating and uh, you know stuff like that. But this quote uh, that I'm about to read right now from a, a redditor named Ox Dada, uh, it kind of um, it kind of takes the, the time like like his quote and you know applies it in general uh, to women. And the quote is: "The red pill takes women off the fictional pedestal of being magical, nurturing, loving, maternal saints, and recognizes that they are individuals with self-interest and biological imperative. They are people who are capable of all the guile, cunning, and predatory instinct of the most stone cold man." Um, and you know, when me and God, when God was and I were talking off air, I think that's really what he was, um, what he was getting at more than, than, than anything, uh, was the, was just overall how, you know, what, what we're taught about women that they're these, you know, these beyond just what women wanted in a man as far as dating, is just the narrative that women are these sweet, innocent creatures who can do no wrong. And that's simply not the case, you know? Uh, women are wired a certain way, uh, in a you know a harsh and you know you know, from, you know we were you know, evolved in a harsh environment, and women have a certain set of characteristics uh, that are pretty brutal. You know they have, their skill set is pretty brutal in its uh, in its own way, um, and you know 
I, mean, I think it speaks for itself the fact that they don't really want uh, a nice guy, you know. No. And you can't be nice to him because it's a brutal. How can you be? How can you be nice to an abusive, uh, brutal creature like a woman? <laughs> and eventually, here's the crazy thing: if you're in a relationship where the woman wears the pants, mm-hmm. the husband needs to know that eventually the woman is going to get fed up with wearing the pants. See, that's the problem. The woman thinks. She wants to wear the pants because she wants to be controlling mm-hmm. until she wears the pants and then she realizes she wants she needs to be controlled. She does she's not supposed to do the controlling. And so if you're a man out there and you're in a relationship where the woman controls everything, you better sleep with one eye open because there's gonna be a dude that's gonna come into her life and is gonna talk down on her and she's gonna like it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you have to, you know, any of the young guys out there who might be listening to this, you know, if you're listening to this on the first, this podcast in the first place, it's because like me, you know, I was, um, I was the type of guy who, you know, I was, uh, like, I used to talk about women at first. I would just talk about women kind of the way everybody, you know, like men and women both, uh, you know, have, men and women have problems with each other. You know, it just is what it is. But once upon a time, uh, I would talk about women just the you know kind of like the way that you know like a normal person would talk about women based on like frustration and stuff like that. And then yeah. uh, I came across Patrice O'Neill, and that just kind of you know it's like but you know in order for me to um, you know to to, to to you know to discover Patrice and take so much to what he was saying, I had to realize that something was wrong in the first place with what I was being told about women. You know, so any any young person or any person who's listening to this podcast are already realizing there's something that they, there's something about what they've been told and what they've been taught about women that is wrong. And that's why they're listening to it because what they, you know, they've, they've probably tried the nice guy routine. They've done all that. And they're like, why is this not working? And why are these girls actually mean and like not nice like everybody says they are? You know? So, um, you know, to any of the young guys, any people, anybody listening to this, uh, you know, you have to like like we're saying, telling you, what like Tom like has said, just in general, whatever your instincts tell you to do, do the exact exact opposite. Whatever it is that you've been taught uh, about women, it's it's the it's the opposite of what is true, and only the opposite is going to work. Only dominance and aggression is going to work. That's the only thing that a woman is going to respect from a man. is down to the same thing what was I think it was last week's episode right mm-hmm. where we say it was a meme when the girl says God why did why can't I find a good man and he says I send them but you friends on all of them so that mm-hmm. what that tells you is that what she thinks she wants or is not really what she wants right and unfortunately Guys, we have to learn that on the, we have to learn that the hard way, and you have to learn it on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, I could get, I could tell, <coughs> I could tell a sixteen-year-old who's or a fifteen-year-old who's going to start dating girls. I could tell him that, mm-hmm. and he'll say like, "Nah, that's nah. She's different, man. She's different. She 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 likes that. She likes that. Okay, all right." And he's going to find out the hard way, mm-hmm. you know. 
And it's what's crazy is that social media is now exposing this. And the crazy thing is that women are exposing themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and women, man, bro, I mean, you see those divorces. I mean, you could you could go into court and end up hating a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, well, yeah, so you know, like I was saying, once I discovered uh, Patrice, that just opened my eyes up even more. And since then, you know, anybody who follows me on social media knows my uh, my position and the stance I take against against women. But you know, I'm okay. not make, I'm not making this, any of this stuff up. It's just, that's it's a it's a This is how <laughs> this is how this is the type of listen to this. And I hope to elaborate more in next week's episode, just to get a hint or an idea of what type of people. Or what type of creatures women are. WNBA players want to get paid. They're not saying the same as NBA players, but they want to get paid more. Mm-hmm. Nobody watches the games. Nobody yeah. goes to the games. Mm-hmm. The game itself sucks. Mm-hmm. Women, the average woman doesn't even support the WNBA. Because mm-hmm. if women really supported the WNBA... Their ratings would be off the roof, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not. But they still want a higher salary increase. So I always put this analogy to Wilson. That's like um, a guy that flips burgers at McDonald's or Denny's. The mm-hmm. cook at Denny's says, I want to get paid the same as somebody from Mr. Chow because <laughs> I'm a chef just like him. <laughs> yeah. That's the exact same thing. And women will like, they'll be very angry. I know um, one of the soccer players got into it with Draymond about, about, uh, about this. Yeah, his comments. Yeah. Well, his comments. And it's like, I wish there was a, and I think, I wish there was a, 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 a celebrity that has, that's high in status that would just be, that would just say the truth. Nobody cares about the WNBA. So why would you want equal pay? Mm-hmm. You know? And, it, and I think feminism in that way, uh, the fact that they want equality of outcome and how they've gone about it, it's such a heavy, a heavy-handed, uh, you know, like I said, the, 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 just the tit, they won't take no for an answer. You know, by, by any means necessary, they are going to, uh, get equality of, of outcome. They're going to get what they want, regardless of whether they deserve it or not. And it's the same thing, you know, we've been, you know, as, as men, we, you know, we, we let feminism go too far. Uh, and women are, like I said, you know, women are, um, women are abusive. It's the same thing as men in a relationship. It's the same thing as what we're talking about. If you're a nice guy, the more you give, the more they'll demand, the more they'll mm-hmm. take, and the more aggressive and, and ruthless they'll be with you, you know. Uh, and it's just like every, everything else with feminism, you know, the whole meat. They just they just won't stop. They just want more. That's why it's called more, me more. too, because it's yeah. all about me. Yeah, exactly. Let me put a, let, let's put a scenario real quick. If now a man's problem when he starts when he's in the getting to know woman phase when they're just talking is that he feels like he needs to show the girl that he has money 
or that he's not cheap or that he's not broke and lives above his means, right? Mm -hmm. So, and this happens to everybody. We all do it. Uh, you you know, right before a date, you go out and you buy new shoes, you spend a uh, new uh, wardrobe, you get a haircut, you take her to a nice restaurant so she could see, because you think that that's what she wants, right? Mm -hmm. Or you want her to like you for that. Mm -hmm. And she she will, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you tell a girl, hey, let's go to Cheesecake Factory, as opposed to, hey, let's go sit down at Burger King. Mm -hmm. Right? There's, there's a mm -hmm. difference. So when you're getting to know the girl, uh, let's say for a month before you start dating, you take her on these nice dates and this. Once she becomes your girlfriend and you stop, she'll be like, wait, where's the, where, are the, where are the restaurants? Where's everything at? Mm -hmm. You know? So she'll get used to you providing a certain experience. And then the worst part is, if you tell her, like, look, I was just, I'm not going to lie, I was just trying to impress you. Um, this is really what I am. This is really what I make. Uh, you know, I had to pay those dinners with a credit card or with my savings, whatever. Mm -hmm. She'll look at you like you're this big loser. <laughs> <laughs> instead of saying, like, instead of saying, well, the dinners where we ate didn't matter. <laughs> The type of guy you are is what matters. She ain't going to see that. <laughs> That's so true. Yep. You know, they are, they are, like I said, um, they are, they're ruthless, you know. And you can't, you can't appease them by, uh, you, can, you can't appease them by, um, you, you can't appease them by giving in and giving more, you know. It's only gonna it's only gonna make them make them worse, you know. You have to say no. You have to set your limits and set your boundaries and say I'm not going past this boundary. And you have to, like Galva said, put your foot down, and then they'll respect that, you know. But as long as you're just saying, okay, I'm just gonna placate. I'm gonna appease. I'm gonna please. I'm gonna give it what you want. Yes. Yeah, like like they say, you know, happy wife, happy life. No, that's 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 not how, that's not how it works, buddy. Uh, you know, you have to, you're going to have to put, put your happiness first I mean, and set your boundaries. Small, for small things that don't matter to you. Yeah. 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 Babe, I was thinking, should we get these, this China set for our dinner table? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want, babe. Cause you don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter to you. Mm -hmm. Those are the things you have to say yes to. So she feels like you care about what she wants. Mm -hmm. But the, for the stuff that does matter, no, yeah, can't say no. I mean, you can't say yes. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta say no. This is how it's gonna be, you know. And and I'm gonna respond positive, uh, positive, uh, positively to that. But she'll never respond positively to, uh, you know, you letting her think that she runs the show and you're like living in fear of her. You know, that'll never work. Um. Anything else about women this week, Albus? <laughs> Save for next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and what was the other? Uh, what was the other thing that you? Oh, uh, baseball. So, oh, that's right. Because mostly men are the ones that listen to the show. So that's why we always try to throw a little bit of sports in here. So we're talking about '90s baseball, right? 
early mm-hmm. 2000s where everybody was a star. They were recognized. You saw a picture of them. You knew exactly who they were. You know, A-Rod, Jeter, Nomar, Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr., Sammy Sosa. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Uh-huh. Baseball nowadays, nobody knows who these guys are, dude. Nobody knows. Yeah. Why is that? Well, I know I, you I, have a theory. What's yeah, your theory? My, my, my theory is that baseball, uh, well, baseball, first of all, was, you know, uh, as guys were saying off air, of course, baseball was, baseball was America's pastime. Uh, that that went up until about the nineteen, I'd say maybe the nineteen eighties is when uh, professional when the NFL took over. Uh, and then it's just been ever since then by the nineties and the, and especially now, you know, since the two thousand started, uh, it has hasn't even been close. Football is so popular that it's really pretty much like the most popular thing in America. Uh, the, but the nineties were like the last the last gasp of uh, of baseball. Uh, and I think, of course, that was because, you know, I mean, the guys were hitting so many home runs that the entertainment value, the product was so good that that's why, you know, uh, you, you know, you had, uh, you know, these superstars, these guys who were, who were household names in baseball. Uh, and since then, uh, they call this, you know, this is sort of a, you know, something of a dead ball era, you know, where, you, you know, it's unlikely that you'll see a guy hit 50 home runs these days, you know. It used to be you know, back in the 90s and through the early 2000s, you know, that was like a normal occurrence to see guys hitting 50 plus home runs. And of course, all the way up to, you know, you had, you had Bonds and <laughs> Sosa 66, Bonds 70. I'm sorry, uh, Maguire 70, uh, Bonds 73. You know, it was insane. You know, it's a different game now. It's more like the pitchers are dominating the game of baseball. So, you know, home runs sell, like the old uh, ESPN commercial, Chicks Dig the Long Ball. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a different game now, and it's a game that's not you know it's not really conducive to the sort of fanfare uh, that 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 we saw in the '90s when you know uh, you know we had the big time sluggers, uh, you know all these guys you know hitting all these home runs. So it's just a different game, and I think Galvis doesn't agree with that. Uh, what's your what's your theory, Galvis? I think that's a that's probably one of the reasons. I think the biggest reason is. One, times have changed, right? Mm-hmm. I know me and Wilson argue about this off the air, but it relates to the podcast is people don't have the the capability of sitting through something for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. People don't have the, uh, what's it called? The attention span. Yeah. So, as you know, baseball is a very slow sport. The batter could stand up there for 10 seconds. The pitcher will stand there. And if he, if the batter takes too long, God forbid he takes too long, the pitcher asks for time or the batter asks for time. And then he steps away. And he's got to hit his cleats, grab his balls, adjust his helmet. <laughs> and it's just, it's so slow. That's why baseball video games were never popular. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and not only that, but... Not only that, but if you really think about it, baseball. What's what's the what's other than other than the actual sport itself? Why is baseball? I mean, why is basketball and football so? I mean, basketball and football. Like, why do people like it? 
besides um, the actual sport itself? The I mean the the people the the, the actual athletes are like more engaging. I uh, mm-hmm. Sean Kemp had the that famous dunk in the nineties where after he dunks he points at the guy he double points at the guy right mm-hmm. Blake Griffin all Jordan Pippen when they dunked on the guy they would celebrate and they would embrace it and the defender would get pissed but that was it mm-hmm. in baseball. If you hit a home run, you can't even flip your bat. You can't even stare at the home run because that's you're you're showing the pitcher up. Mm-hmm. You know? Can you like? Can you imagine if? Can you imagine? All right. So the equivalent would be if you hit a home run and you stare at the ball for too long. And you trot the home runs. What does the pitcher do the next at bat? At bat? He's gonna throw one at your. Rib He's gonna cage. throw a fastball at your head or at your rib cage. Instead of saying, "All right, let me try to get this motherfucker out. Let me try to strike. Let me try to strike him out." He's gonna throw that at you because he's his feelings are hurt that you didn't run the bases as fast as you should. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? If a wide receiver got a first down or a touchdown and celebrated, and the and the cornerback were to be like, "Okay, next time you're on the field, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to like break your ankle on a tackle," uh-huh. or I'm gonna try. To, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. the closest thing that ever happened in baseball uh, in basketball that I can see is when Shaq dunked on uh, Chris Dudley, and Chris uh-huh. Dudley threw the ball at him across the uh-huh. court. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I could think of where a defender genuinely got pissed. Yeah, because Shaq, but Shaq and what they pushed do, him. Shaq pushed him. <laughs> and then what? And then what do the, what do the defenders do? They get in their face, and then what? Okay, if if I so like Wilson, if I dunk on you, and I celebrate, what are you? How are you going to retaliate? Uh, you're going no, to gonna try. You're going to try. Do it back on the other end. Exactly. You're going to say okay. ISO me, and you're gonna try to do the exact same thing, right? I was just watching. That's that. a, remember when? Remember when McGrady shook Kobe out of his? Shoes oh, on the on, on the, that on the jump shot. Yeah, on the, on the came, turnaround. Yeah, and Kobe came back right down on the other end and dunked it, and then slapped the backboard and got the technical. Uh, mm-hmm. You know that was that's how they do it in in basketball. Yeah, ex- and in football. Yeah. When the, when when the when the when the defensive line gets a sack and he does a little dance, right? Like remember when Sean Merriman used to do a dance or, or, or mm-hmm. whatever? Did the offensive line go and get in the, the defensive line's face and say, hey, man, why are you celebrating that sack? Don't show us. No. What do you do? All right. You, all right. I'll get you, I'll get you next time. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with baseball is that there's no person like it's so boring now. You know, I know that they're trying to change it now. Like the, these young Dominican and Puerto Rican guys, they're trying to like bring a little bit of flair to the game. But and any know, time they do, they get freaking lambasted for it. Yeah. So imagine. <laughs> like, okay, what the hell's so wrong I, with this guy? <laughs> yeah. Like, if I hit a home run off of you, you're gonna go ahead and try to aim at my head. To to because you're angry that I showed you up instead of saying, "All right, here, all right, let me try to strike you out," you know, 
And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I think baseball is just so down, man. You watch you. I, I was watching um, ESPN countdown on the for the for baseball, mm-hmm. and they were mentioning okay, this guy. They mentioned like I saw five like in the, in the NFL and in the NBA. You can you can mention a few players from each team, right? In baseball, even even on the Red Sox, bro. Nobody knows who these players are. Yeah, it's uh, it's, but I think it's like that. I say the same thing about um, about uh, basketball. That I mean, obviously these guys are everybody knows who they are. But to me, the guys are not as uh, the personalities are not as big as they were back when we were coming up. You know, yeah. Uh, how you had, you know, yeah, those guys were cultural like yeah. icons. You know, even you know in the in the nineties with Barkley and you know all these different Jordan, guys. Pippen, yeah, yeah, Jack. these guys were. Yeah, there's no more really. Even in the even in the early 2000s, you had McGrady, you had Iverson, Marbury, KG, mm-hmm. Jack, you Gary had Payton. Gary Payton uh, in the 90s and the early 2000s. You know who were more than just great players; they were definable, you know, personalities. Like today, the only guy who really tries to be entertaining as well as be a great player is Joel Embiid. He's like the only guy. All the yeah. other guys are just just they're so corporate. They're so corporate now. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, that's one of the ways where, and, and of course it's different, you know, because you know, I'm older. Draymond, older. Draymond also, Draymond. Draymond, kinda, yeah, yeah. Draymond's kind of like that, but yeah, for the most part, I know LeBron tries to do it, but now he's more of like the, before he, he was like that, but he kind of turned over like to more of like the political side and the, and you heard about the, uh, the game that was postponed today, the Nets and the, and the Timberwolves, because, uh, I think yeah. yesterday. The twins, the twins canceled their game too, uh, because of that. What happened yesterday in, uh, in Minnesota? So, are we gonna ex- are, are we gonna expect some BLM protests? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm surprised that they haven't. I mean, you know, by the end of the day, it might really spark up. They said that the. Uh, what is there a video of that? I don't think there's a video. They said the officer said that she meant to pull her taser, uh, and instead, and instead she pulled her gun, and it was, it's called an accidental mischarge. Uh, so you know, people are not going to be. Uh, yeah. That's not going to go over well. It's but usually, when there's a well. visual, is what makes it a million times worse. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the Ray Rice incident, the fact that there's a visual, the Kareem Hunt. You know, usually when there's some type of visual. And but real quick, this is this goes back to the woman thing, right? Mm-hmm. When when Beyonce's sister Solange was kicking and pushing Jay Z, nobody boycotted her. Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody, nobody tried to, like, That's right. you know, boycott a Beyonce. Because Beyonce was in the elevator, right? She was just standing there? Yeah. She didn't try to separate them. She didn't try to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and that goes back to the equality. that they only, It's only to their convenience that they want equality. Yeah. Which is not really equality. They want equality when it's... When it works for them, they want know, feminism equality. Yeah, they want feminist equality. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it for the show, right? All right. So, um, before we get out of here, just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and every other major podcatcher. 
Make sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TCP underscore pod and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mailback questions to Wilson Report Redux at gmail.com. We are out.